Hello, hi, I'm Zanzi, and welcome back to the Health Firm Zanzi podcast, proudly brought to you by Health Firm Zanzi. I'm your host, Joe, and I'm so excited to walk this health and wellness journey with you. Remember, nothing is off limits. Festive time is synonymous with celebration and a time of gratitude. However, unfortunately, it is also a time where we see an increase in violence against women and children. It might be a glim topic to talk about in this time, but I assure you a very necessary one if we want to address the problem. Michael, how are you doing? I'm well, thank you, Joanne. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. I know festive time is a very busy time, so thank you for joining this conversation. But before we get into it, I would just like you to introduce yourself and to tell us more about what it is that you do. My name is Michael Benevolent Masina. I am a registered specialist wellness counsellor, as well as an intervention specialist, currently working with the Tears Foundation, that is a non-governmental organization. We aim to assist victims and survivors of sexual abuse or rape, domestic abuse, as well as gender-based violence in the country. Been with the foundation for about two years now, and although the foundation itself has been going on for over 10 years. So that's basically what we do in a nutshell. I always like to refer to us as a referral agency. So we try to bridge that gap between victims as well as their nearest resources that are available for assistance if they are in a point of need. That is what we do. As well as not only we don't stop there, I think what then differentiates us from other organizations is the fact that we then follow up with the victim throughout the process. So we don't just give them what they need at that point in time. We don't just manage the crisis situation or provide them with immediate counseling and then that's that. So we will follow up with them, constantly check in and see how they're doing all until the time when they themselves have completely reintegrated and they're back on their feet and they can tell us that, you know what, I think I'm okay now. You guys can yeah. start calling me. Yes. I think that's really the difference, Michael. I mean, just going that extra mile, mm. you know, besides bridging the gap where there's a very real disconnect is still going above and beyond. And I think that's absolutely necessary. Agreed. You find that most people, yes, you call in, you don't know what happens from yeah. then, let you know of your nearest resources, where you can go for the help. But you don't know whether they go there and they receive that help because unfortunately, healthcare professionals and some police officials sometimes are not as sensitized to the topic yeah. of GBV as well as rape and sexual abuse. So if you are just going to direct somebody somewhere and, and not go back to follow up, if they actually received the assistance that they needed, then what's the point, especially yeah. in our country? If we knew for a fact that these are people we can rely on, then fine. But we've seen time and time again that they have been disappointing victims. That's why then we choose to continue with them even after the referral process. So we describe ourselves as a referral agency, but it honestly doesn't it's stop normal. there. Yeah, yeah it's the work never stops there with us. Yeah, Thank you so much for the good work that you all are doing. And just to get into it, Michael, like I said, it's a time of festivity. It's a time of celebration and gratitude. However, the reality that we face is that we, we also see trends, right? And sometimes, and I, I think usually, 
we see a trend or an increase in violence against women and children, especially in this time of festivity. And, you know, just we've wrapped up the awareness and the 16 Days of Activism campaign. And I actually hate to say that we wrapped up because it shouldn't be 16 days, right? It should be 365 365 days. days. (laughs) Because it happens around the clock. Yeah. What do the stats look like just in general? if you want to touch on festive time as well in terms of violence against women and children. So I hate always touching on stats. That's one thing that we normally don't like doing, especially stats that, you know, have been released or gathered externally. That is by obviously the police themselves. Yeah. Because what we've found and what we've seen is the fact that they are actually not accurate. And why I say that is the fact that we have a huge crisis in the country of underreported cases. And when they bring out or they release the statistics, it's mostly for cases that they just know of. What about the thousands of victims and survivors that were actually abused, but they also did not have any faith in the justice system to go and report? Those are the ones that we deal with on a daily basis. Believe you me, if I have to mention the number of cases and the number of victims that come forward and want the help and we assist them, with the psychosocial support and everything else. But then as soon as we introduce the matter and the subject, okay, fine, now can we assist you through the legal process of things? they like, no, actually, I'm good with that. I don't want to pursue anything legally because I know that it's not going to go anywhere. So if I can count those cases that I have, as well as my colleagues that they have, the statistics would double. They would literally increase so much in number. But currently, out of the ones that have been reported, over 10,000 survivors and victims of gender-based violence, rather abuse, have been reported. That is the statistics that have been released. And over 1,500 attempted murders of women as well as young girls, and 900 of those have actually been successful, unfortunately. Those are the ones that we know of currently. But like I said, that number can skyrocket if you mention all of the cases that go unreported at all. Definitely. In your experience, Michael, what do you think are the factors that play in the increase during the festive time? I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into play. Festive time is a jolly time. People want to have a lot of fun. They want to celebrate the year that was. And I think, of course, sometimes you find that alcohol is involved. You find that you want to partake in certain new activities or visit new places that you were not maybe travel. And in as much as it should be safe to do that in the country, unfortunately, it isn't. So you find that those are some of the reasons that can then be a factor of the increases in rape statistics as well as gender-based violence. And on top of that, if you are in an abusive relationship, you now no longer have the luxury of going to work every single day. You're on holiday, so you have to be in the house with the person that is actually your perpetrator. That also then is one of the factors that we've seen that comes to play as well during the festive season. So we are definitely expecting a hike in the numbers. It always happens. That's why we open 365 days, 24 hours. We don't have Christmas. We don't have New Year's. We don't have the 16th of December. It's not a thing for us because we've seen that rape is a thing that happens all year round. And we are actually one of the only organizations that open the whole year. We then, because we work as a referral agency, we face the problem that since we are the only ones that are open, other organizations, they close for Christmas. Yeah. Try and reach out to them 
for the assistance or try and refer to them and you get, okay, fine, you're on a waiting list until February. This is happening right now. And then we just have to try and find ways and alternatives and see who is actually willing to get out of their bed, who is willing to ditch their Christmas lunch and actually help somebody who is in dear need and in a crisis yeah. situation. Michael, I mean, the situation can seem so glum and overwhelming, but, you know, what can be done on a grassroots level, in the community, in your family, if you know of your cousin, if you know of your sister, of your friend that is going through this, that is a victim, what can be done? I always say that on a grassroots level, which is what we are also aiming to do, we really need to change the way in which we think about gender-based violence and abuse. We really need to start instilling values that are completely different to the ones that we used to, firstly, in our children. How we raised our children, particularly our boy child or boy children. The values of toxic masculinity we found play an important role when it comes to increasing gender-based violence because from a young age, the boys are taught that they will be boys. They are taught and they are yeah. allowed to get away with certain things that the girl child is not allowed to do. They are told to suppress and repress their emotions and that boys don't cry. But emotion is a human thing. It's not a gender thing. But when you tell and teach your child those ways from a very young age, they grow up with that value and the belief that they are more superior to the women. And that only adds on to now growing and becoming control. Control becomes power and they feel in adulthood that they can do as they please with the woman or the girl child. That is where it comes from, from the grassroots level. If we're going to think back to where it starts, because we've noticed that trend and where exactly we also have started our program. It's called Speak Up. That is where we try and educate the youth, particularly it is by the youth, for the youth. We have a range of topics going from what is consent to rape and sexual abuse to depression and mental health to grooming to bullying, all of those things that you know most parents don't want to talk about with their children. They find yeah. it very uncomfortable to have to sit your son or daughter down and talk to them about sex. We've made it easier for you because we understand that it's necessary, right? It's completely necessary in shaping who they become in the future. So you stay simply dial a code, our USSD code, it's free of charge from any cell phone, star 134 star 7355 hash, and you will get the selection of the topic of your choice and you can get educated just like that. You can share it with others as well. That is just one way in which we are trying to combat GBV from the grassroots level. We are also trying to partner up with the Department of Education to get it into schools because we've also noticed that that's where the gap is as well. You find that there's life orientation, but are they really talking about these, these topics? Are the teachers just paging by and negating those topics when it comes to talking about HIV and AIDS and sex and contraceptives and things like that? They find it also a little bit uncomfortable to talk about, like the parents. So those kids and the children grow up without that. And like I said, they then adopt the stereotypes and the beliefs from the world if you've never actually been taught of it the right way in the correct manner. So that is just one way in which we as tears are trying to change that narrative and have a more preventative as opposed to a solution-based narrative of ending GBV. But of course, if I had to mention other reasons, there's also a lack of knowledge as well as sensitivity, like I mentioned earlier. 
when it comes to police officials, when it comes to mm-hmm. healthcare professionals as well. The victims go to police stations. The men have been turned back. They're still being laughed at. They're still being ridiculed. How are you as a man still being raped or abused by a woman or another man? How dare you allow that? You're supposed to yeah. be a man instead of being helped. Young ladies are still also being turned back. There's not enough evidence or being questioned so much. What were you dressed in? Why were you there at night? Those are some of the things that some, unfortunately, police officials still do to victims. That's why then they don't report. So if we can try and maybe tackle that, and I always say we need to teach them to be more sensitive. I'm not saying they need to become and possess the skills of a counselor that we do, but at the very least have that sort of concern and empathy. You know that this person just went through something so traumatic and you also know that it could also happen to you. It can come to your family as well. So I want them to always just think about that and hopefully they can also grow to become better when they are helping the victims. And another one, of course, is the lack of resources in the country. Unfortunately, there's not enough shelters for gender-based violence victims or sexual abuse victims. There's not enough net care centers where they have to go and get rape kits tested for free, of course, because most of the victims cannot afford or they don't have medical aid, anything like that. So there's also that lack of resources that we need to combat from the grassroots level that I've seen has been a problem. And lastly, I'd say the investigating officers, like I said, the cases keep piling up and there's no resolution for victims. There is no resolution. They don't try. Believe you me, we have had to step into their shoes multiple times to call and let people to do their job. It's actually unfathomable that we as an NPO have to call a police official and try and now escalate the matter to their station commanders and things like that because you just simply don't want to do your job. So it's very upsetting. It is. And those, I would say, are some of the systematic failures or rather needs that we, you know, from a grassroots level need to happen in the country if we're going to see any sort of change. Lastly, Michael, you mentioned that, you know, your organization is that of a not just, but you guys work on referrals. So what are the services out there? I think you touched on a few while we spoke about, you know, what can we do on a grassroots level? But what are the services out there that victims can have access to for help, for support? And I would also like to touch on, are these services for perpetrators? If you want to deal with your issue, you know, Mm. anger, of Mm. violence, of pain, where can people go to for this? So I'm very biased. I will obviously mention ourselves first. Yeah, of course. Before anything else (laughs) and anyone else. But also because I know we can get you the help that we need and we don't just say it, but we actually put that to action and we practice it. So people definitely can reach out to us. Uh, That is via email, via social media. We understand that everything happens online now. Uh, They can call our 24-hour landline number or they can use the free USSD code like I mentioned from any cell phone. You don't even have to have a smartphone. We call you. There's organizations like Nomola, which we've partnered with because we realize that sometimes we provide the long-term counseling as well as the referral. But sometimes if you are in a crisis and an emergency situation right there and then, you need somebody there. You need police, you need an ambulance, or you need someone to just come by. So that's what Nomola does for you. Also, you can access them through the Star 134 Star, our portal, like I mentioned. 
instead of selecting one, you select two, that is option two for emergency. And they reach out to you within a matter of seconds and find out what exactly is it that you're looking for. And they will send police to you wherever you are in the country. But of course, if you are more on the mental health side of things, there's organizations like the South African Depression and Anxiety Group. There's organizations like Lifeline. All of those, I can't mention all of them, but they are available. The help is there. And there are people who actually want to help as well. Thank you for joining this week's episode of the Health for Mzanzi podcast. For more on this topic, check out healthformzanzi.co.za. Now remember, if you are in a medical jam or just curious about some health and wellness trends, you can send an email to hello at healthformzanzi.co.za or send a message to 076-132-0454. Yeah, we're on Blue Tech. So there you have it, girls and guys. Make sure to make use of the services that are available to us if you are in need. There are organizations such as the Tears Foundation that are operational 24-7 at 365 days of the year. Keep well, be safe, signing out, your girl Joe.